Hey girl, hey! This is your host, Cynthia Corpa, and you're listening to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast, where women get real and talk about all things women and wellness. Ready to dive in? Let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to Brunch for the Soul, the podcast. This is Cynthia. And Raylan. And today we're trying something new. We are recording via Zoom. So this is really exciting. Um, the audio may sound a little bit different, but the quality will remain the same. Yes. <laughs> Love that. <laughs> so now that we are reaching the end of the year, I'm super pumped because we're going to talk about things that we've learned from 2020. And this year has been cray cray. So I'm sure we've learned a lot. <laughs> I know. You go first, Cynthia. Okay. I know, right? Well, before we do, let's do our check-in. How are you doing? How am I doing? So I was just, I was actually just sharing with Cynthia. Today is my first day, like, walking. I'm still in the boot, and I was telling Cynthia it still hurts really bad, but my doctor cleared me to walk a few days ago, and my first day, I could barely take a step, and today, I am walking more upright and like it's I'm, I'm remembering how to walk again so that was it's a good day I'm excited good so Ooh. hopefully you heard all of that we're so happy that you can walk again that's for dang yeah. sure <laughs> I'm excited Thank yes you. so and you I'm doing good I'm doing really good I've had a hard couple of days been emotional. It's just been a lot. Today has just been a breath of fresh air. I was, I'm not gonna lie, I woke up doggy tired, but coffee saved me and it completely rerouted the day. So I'm feeling good today. Coffee is such like a miracle worker. I really think if I just have coffee consistently for the rest of my life, everything will be fine. I'll figure it all out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I was feeling. (laughs) Two coffees in. I'm like equally excited, but also like super (laughs) jittery. I was looking at my hands. I was reaching for something. I'm like, wow, I'm shaking. Okay. Okay. So let's dive in. I just feel like 2020 brought it to me. So it's like I've learned so many things by being more isolated Mm -hmm. than I thought. Like I used to be a very isolated person that this brought it to a whole nother level. Mm. and it's just brought a lot in so yeah yeah I wrote a list of 20 things don't know if I have to read all of those things oh um, damn I didn't know we were doing that I would have done that that's, yeah, I know. that's why I was like <laughs> I have to prepare because I was like I can't even think of all the things but you go first okay the list <laughs> okay so first I learned to enjoy the present because mm-hmm. tomorrow isn't promised um I think we all learned that a little bit like when we all went to our last concert of the year, our last music festival, our last party, or whatever it was that we don't get to experience now. So mm-hmm. I learned that for sure. I also learned to take care of my body now because it's the only one you get. All the health mm-hmm. things that I've gone through this year, it's definitely taught me that I value my body so much. And before it just seemed like this thing that everybody gets, of course I have good health. Of course things are easy. Of course I don't have any big issues. But then once things do start happening, it's like, oh my God. It just made me realize how much I appreciate my body. So I don't want to take advantage of that ever again. Yeah. Yeah. So true. 
Number three was keep the people who make you feel the best close, you know, just really valuing my relationships. I have praised them so much throughout this podcast, I feel like this season, just because I just am so grateful. And I just want to make sure that my friends know that I'm grateful for them. They feel valued, they feel appreciated. And just for me to recognize it and celebrate it, I guess is what it is. Because yeah, I've had my friends move. Now some most of them have come back. And I know how it feels to not have your friends nearby. And I know how it feels to have no friends. So now that I do have a good circle, I'm very grateful for that. And I recognize that. Yeah. I also have listened to your bodily reactions. Sometimes your body recognizes things your mind tries to block out. Basically, sometimes you know how you'll be like, you'll say yes to something and you're like, sure. But then you're like, "Eh." like, like your, your stomach gets like upset or like you start shaking, you start sweating or like something like your body is basically snitching on you, but you don't even realize it because you're so busy trying to like please someone. And so that's what I catch for myself sometimes. And I don't want to do that anymore. Do you feel that a lot? Maybe not as much now, but I've definitely, there's been times in my life where I felt that probably more in college when I was in spaces that didn't really match my energy. And so I would probably have those bodily reactions where I would just be like, what the? hell but I just couldn't physically react that way (laughs) another thing I have is you don't owe anyone anything (laughs) because I often feel like just it's so silly it's like I'm in debt to people somebody does one thing for me and I'm like oh, I have to say yes to every little thing that they ask me to do or just anything, like anybody asking for my time, my energy, my services. And I feel as if I have to be, I have to say yes. Like I feel as if I have to be the yes man and that is not the case at all. So I have to remind myself of that. Even I had told you about the woman who had messaged me and I didn't even know her. She was just in my message request. She didn't follow me. I didn't follow her. And she literally asked me about the mass on my neck. She just said, do you have a goiter? Question mark. No, hi. No, my name is no um, please excuse me if this sounds rude, you know, just know any buffer words. And it was just so direct and it was so triggering. And that completely ruined my day, completely threw me off. I tried multiple times to form a response to her. And then finally I was, I had to just like mentally slap myself and say, girl, you don't owe this woman anything. I literally don't even know her. She doesn't know me. She didn't try to be polite about it, which gives me even more permission to not respond I don't owe anyone any response so that's really freeing so true yeah Mm -hmm. it was just like that podcast where we listening to Elizabeth Gilbert Elizabeth Gilbert she had a great example of basically that same similar message where she used the idea of being in a home somebody random comes and sits in your dining room you're gonna be like get the hell out of here. You don't have to open the door to any stranger and you wouldn't. So same with my inbox. I don't have to open the door or allow anyone to come in because this is my inbox. I control my world. That is very freeing and I encourage anybody else to think like that as well. Well, I was thinking about, uh, well, I thought you were going to talk about the lady that did the, I don't know if they were called gut checks or honesty checks or something like, but mm-hmm. every 30 minutes or so, she, the alarm would go off. She's like, 
oh, actually, I don't want to do this anymore. And I don't care about that anymore. And I don't want to see you anymore. It's like, whoa. And she lost everyone. She lost everything. But she got her health and her happiness back. So exactly. I thought you were going to talk about her. <laughs> oh, no. But that's also great. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was it integrity check or something like yes, that? that was yes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Same, same idea, too. That was great. Yeah. Another thing that came to mind was, well, similar to the same one, you don't have to explain yourself ever. If I say no, I really don't need to explain as to why. If I say I can't make it, I just can say no. You know, I don't have to make up some whole fancy lie. As, and then you have to keep, the thing with lies is you have to uphold it. You know, you have to yeah. like, if you see them again, you got to explain, you got to, and it's just like, it's so much, I already have so many decisions to make and I already have so much stress and anxiety. I don't have time to think about the story that I told this specific person. I'm just going to go ahead and say no. And that's that. Yeah. Also, same point. Everyone doesn't deserve access to you. That's one thing I've really had to learn in this stage of my life where I'm growing, I'm connecting with more people. My name is out there. My name is in, you know, rooms that I'm not familiar with the people. And so people think that when you're an influencer or you're a figure, they think that they get access to you no matter what or automatically. Like they get to know all the information about you. And I'm like, I only share a select amount of information on social media. So as much as it may seem that you know everything about me, you don't. So mm -hmm. I don't have to grant everyone access into my life. And that's really hard coming from a people pleaser coming from somebody who wants everyone to like them. It's very challenging to cut people off. It's very challenging to just allow people into my life. I'm just like, oh, everybody's welcome. Come, 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 come one, come all. But at the same time, it's just no boo. Like you can't let everyone in the door. Everybody can't be invited to the party. So I'm okay with that now. And I've embraced that. Good. So yeah, number eight uh, ties into number seven. Everyone in your life serves a specific purpose. So I feel like instead of trying to make everyone your best friend or trying to make everyone your partner or whatever, like just take it for what it is. Just take the relationship for what it is and embrace it, appreciate it. Um, like they say that saying, my boss always says that people are either in your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. I feel like that's the case. I totally agree with that statement. And I'm learning to accept that. Again, that people pleaser, that everyone I want, everyone to be my friend thing. I'm really having to grow through that. What do you feel has really taught you these lessons the most? Do you feel like there's a certain thing? I don't know whether it's been like disappointment or yeah, just me realizing like, or maybe trying to turn them into something that, or turn the relationship into something that it's not. And then me just realizing, oh, okay, wait, they came in here to do this. Like they came in my life to serve this purpose and I'm, I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay, it makes life 10 times easier. <laughs> right. That's so true. And same thing with my next point, number nine, everyone is not your best friend slash everyone doesn't have your best interests. Like I said, when you're connecting with more people, you're growing more, your network is growing larger. I feel like that's why I'm having to learn these lessons because the more people that come into my life, the more lessons I'm learning. I realize, you know, you think 
again, kind of being like a little bit naive or just uh, being an optimist, you think everybody has the best interest for you or you think everybody has uh, your best interest in mind when they come into your life, but that's not always guaranteed. So just being, you know, a little bit cautious, not saying I have to have my guard up. I'm not the type of person like no new friends or whatever. Like I'm totally welcoming new people in my life. I just have to be more selective about it and, and understanding everyone isn't for me and that's okay. Yeah. So, and I'm going to try to go through these a little bit more faster. So, and I realized I was like, Oh, I came up with 20 things. It's, 20 things for 2020 and yeah (laughs) I thought that was intentional (laughs) oh no not at all I just went till I couldn't anymore (laughs) but yes it was intentional so number 10 love yourself fiercely it helps other people to uh, know how to approach you and love you I feel like when you love yourself so much and it's just kind of spilling out of you people learn how you want to be loved or they see how you love yourself and they're like dang you know I can't just come at her with nothing like I gotta come correct I gotta show my love accurately because she loves herself or I can't just treat her like crap because she's already so in love with herself you know like whereas people who aren't it's easier when you can see that they're downtrodden or they're insecure it's easier to kind of treat them that way like you're like oh I could get away with this she needs me in her life she needs me to be her friend Whereas when, yeah. when somebody is so in love with themselves, you're like, oh, well, crap, they don't need me. So I guess I should be a better person, you know? Or off- bring something, you know, bring something off. Not that you have to bring something to everybody that you're in a relationship, a friendship, what a partnership with. I mean, you're still valuable as a person, I think, or I know. But that's only because I know that about myself. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, I'm innately, like, because I love myself, I know wherever I go, I have that confidence, but it helps me respect people's time more. It helps me respect their energy with me. Like I know they're, if they're, I know if they're going to come at me with being at a hundred, I'm going to try to be my best self too. Like I may not be at a hundred. Okay. I may not, but I know if they're, they're trying their best to bring that energy to my life. However that looks, it doesn't have to be super peppy. It just can be honest. It can be whatever it looks like, mm-hmm. um, if that makes sense. You no, know? it definitely does. It definitely because does. <laughs> even though we have a good energy together, I don't expect you to be at 100 all the time. I, I really don't have a lot of expectations from you, but to me, it's just I know I'm going to get honesty at the very least, which to me is, is still 100. <laughs> mm-hmm. Totally, totally. Yeah. I 100% agree. <laughs> yeah. And then accept help is my next one. Oh, that's a good one. Yes. I feel like through my surgery and through just various things, I've really, through Brunch for the Soul, I've had to learn to accept help. You don't have to go at it alone. And that's one of my other ones. You don't have to go at it alone. And plus you can't do everything alone. So I'm welcoming help now. I'm appreciating it and the Capricorn in me struggles, but Mm. I will embrace it. (laughs) Yeah. And then number 12, accept and embrace love. When I receive love sometimes, again, maybe it's a Capricorn thing, but when I receive a lot of love, like when people are coming at me and it's a lot, I tend to want to run away and I'm like, "Ah." whereas now I'm like, okay, they want to give me a gift, accept it. They want to give me love. They want to send me a kind message. They want to support me without me asking for it. 
just accept it. It's fine. And embrace it and love it and appreciate it because those are people you should hold close to you in life. And so trying to be better about that. Mm. Number 14, health is wealth. So I already knew this, Mm. but again, it's just a reoccurring message in my life this year. And it's just like more than anything, you could be rich, but if you're unhealthy, like you can't even enjoy all the things that you're buying. You can't even enjoy all the experiences that you're able to purchase. So I want to be healthy first. Like I know how important that is now and I appreciate my health. And like I said, I will never take it for granted again. Number 15, you can't pour from an empty cup. So, you know, all of last year, that's what I was trying to do. I was trying to have, you know, all these brunches. I was trying to have uh, just speaking at all these engagements. I mean, I was just asked to do a lot and I said yes to nearly everything. And I was like silently suffering. Like I, you know, this is before anybody knew what was going on with me eczema wise. This is before I even recognized this like seriousness of it all. And I was just going and going and going. And I kid you not, like I would be flaring up like right before an event or like just suffering all like wearing turtlenecks, wearing like all these clothes just to cover it up and just keep going. Like I continuously went to work, continuously went to the office, despite the fact that I like couldn't sleep all night. I was scratching. I did that every single day. Now I'm just like, okay, I can't do that anymore. It breaks my heart to see like photos of myself because I'm just like, man, I was really suffering, but I had a smile on my face. My dress was beautiful. You know, the event was beautiful. But at the end of the day, I was, I was pouring from an empty cup. And so that's why COVID-19 and this shutdown and everything has been a blessing in disguise for me, because I am able to seriously focus on the healing this year. Mm -hmm. Like really got that lesson this year. I feel it. Oh, I did. I did. I'm just, I just think I'm like, literally, I was insane, like for trying Uh to do that and just operating from that. Like, I just don't want to. I don't think you're insane. I think you followed the directions of what we're told we're supposed to do. When we're starting careers, when we're, you know, starting a business, you run yourself into the ground and you just keep going no matter what you're feeling, no matter if your body's breaking down. I love America and there, but there are times when like the culture is so toxic around making money and advancing yourself as a creator or in your workforce, you know, this toxic work between 5 a.m. till 12 at night. That is what's preached to people. You just did what you were told to do. Totally. You know, and and your body was responding, that's not for us. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a lesson in that that other people can learn from as well. You know, you're not the only one that's happening to. Not to say like your situation isn't like important or any, you know, it's just that a lot of people's bodies are breaking down on them every single day because they're ignoring how much sleep they're not getting because they're trying to hit numbers or they're trying to pump out work. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Just, yeah. Couldn't agree more. The culture, not, not only in society, but in my job as well, it just encourages that sort of behavior. And so mm-hmm. I'm definitely glad to be removing all of that training and like finding my own rhythm. 
then I mentioned this earlier, number 16, you don't have to say yes to everything. So no more of that. I'm done. It's got to be a full body yes. It's got to be a hell yes. If it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. And it's that simple. I've been asked to go to some events. I've been asked to go speak or whatever. If it doesn't feel right, it's okay. Like the next, I think my mind at the time was like, oh, this opportunity could lead me to this. Or, oh, if I don't go to this event, I won't be connected to these people. And, oh, you know, like as if every single speaking engagement or everything was a new opportunity to grow, which it, I'm sure it is. But at the same time, what's for me will be, you know, what will happen, will fall into place. The events that I'm supposed to be at, I will be at. The people I'm supposed to meet and connect with, I'll connect with. I don't have to go to every single thing in order to meet people who can potentially lead to jobs or whatever. Like, it's fine. And I've had to remove that idea from my mind. Like, if it's not, if it's not a full yes, it's okay. Like, I will meet Oprah or somebody at another event. Like, <laughs> I think happen. I bring up Oprah at least once every podcast. I know. Now it's, it's almost become a joke now, but yeah. I'm serious. <laughs> something else, like as you were talking, something that came to me was, it's not a race. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if you're wanting to be a writer or journalist for the rest of your life, why is there a race involved? Like, why do you have to do X, Y, and Z? Why do you have to meet these people right now? You know, why not take it, com- like, take comfortable steps? And I don't even, I, don't, I, I use the word comfortable lightly because sometimes I do think we resist things that aren't comfortable. So that's what I try to identify myself where I have done some things that weren't comfortable, but I learned a lot from those experiences. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's different. But like maybe at like a steady pace, a breathing pace, like how they say when you're in a marathon, you run at a talking pace. Mm. Like, why can't we just do that? Mm. Like, because I have noticed so many people dissatisfied and burnt out after like the three years of just pounding the grindstone and they hate what they do. They don't even care about the money and they quit. Like Mm. they have, I've known some people with some pretty badass salaries, corporate jobs. Mm-hmm. And they quit and it blows people's minds. They couldn't even care about the money anymore. That, that one's like something I have to sit with because, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And 17, which we've talked about a lot throughout this podcast, is journaling often is life-changing. Mm. <laughs> like, I almost said morning pages, but I'll just keep it at journaling because, you know, whatever it looks like for you. And even when I haven't done it in the morning, it's still been so valuable to my life and my mental health. Like I look at my journal now and I started it July 30th. Um, and it's like, I'm halfway or more than halfway through at this point. And normally it takes me, I try to keep journals for maybe like a year, like one journal, like should represent a year and sometimes it turns into three like it just depends you know because that's how long I'll I I used to go without writing like I wanted to journal often but it just didn't happen but then once I started practicing the morning pages it was just like holy crap like I'm writing and then the fact that you have to write three pages at the least so I'm just I have so much just like looking back and I haven't read through it until two days ago. And I just started peeking uh, and seeing what really? I read. Yeah. In the morning pages, she had said not to like read it or whatever. So I was like, okay, let me try that. And so then when I did look back, I was like, wow, you know, you, you notice what 
things are like reoccurring issues and chances are if it was bothering you today it was bothering you three months ago and that's what i realized like some of the stuff that i'm talking about now were issues months ago and it's like cynthia look read it you know you felt the same way months ago like it's time to solve this problem it's time to resolve this i'm also just learning how i'm growing like the things that I'm writing about are different. Like in the beginning, I was looking for stuff to write about. Now it's like, I can write about one topic for three pages or yeah. I, you know, it's just, it's just such a breath of fresh air. Like it's definitely, I said, I wanted to go to therapy this year. I'm not sure if that's going to happen, uh, mostly financially, but who knows? You never know. Um, and just me taking the time out to do it. But I will say that this has been incredibly therapeutic and it's acted as a way like in a way as a therapist for me because it has it's been a mirror you know it's reflected my thoughts my feelings um reoccurring thoughts reoccurring issues and lessons that i it reveals lessons that either i've learned or that i haven't learned yet and that i need to work through and it's just it's amazing i'm like if i continue doing this i'm gonna have journals upon journals upon journals. i already have like a shelf of them but now i'm about to have like multiple shelves <laughs> girl i think i have well this is my my newest one i started it is, does yours look like this like a composition it no it's a um hard copy because i bought one to make that was pretty so that I, it would encourage me to write so it oh, looks nice. like this um okay. which is nice i love it yeah that's a yeah. good one so I just keep it to these little composition books. Yeah. Girl, I think I have, well, at first I was doing three subject notebooks and I'm like, those pages are really big. Oh, oh well, yeah. I like these. They're a little bit smaller and I think I'm on five notebooks, maybe mm. six for the whole year. Or, well, I started at the, I think I started in December last year, but same, like I had journals that I never filled up. I, I was kind of laughing in my head. We, we call ourselves writers. We never even kept a journal. What were we doing? Right. Because <laughs> it's like, for one, I never got to write for fun. You know, it was like, yeah. I was always writing at least through college and then interning and then my job and freelancing. Like, I was just always having to write stories for other people. I was like, I don't got time to write for me. Like, I don't have time to write for funsies. Like, I'm tired, you know? Like, <laughs> so funsies. now I understand the value of that. And yeah. who knows? I would like to know if it's even impacted my writing, maybe. Uh, I think it has. Well, I was about to ask you, because I've noticed for myself, I say a lot more things in your than writing. I, well, not even in my writing, like out loud. Like, okay. I, because, because my journaling has, is so like, whatever I'm thinking while I'm thinking it, I've noticed I've become less filtered in my everyday speech mm. and I feel more, I won't say articulate because your girl talks however she wants to talk, but <laughs> I will say my thoughts are kind of more thought out. Like I, I sound like I know what I'm saying more. Ah. and I, I think it's because I practice journaling. I, I just, I think it has cultivated through this practice of writing I really do so true I could see that as well like yeah yeah especially when you are doing it in the morning you're putting out the unfiltered crappy stuff on the pages and so then yeah. when you talk especially if you're talking about that same issue or talking about that same topic that you already wrote about it's like this is the it's like the second draft you already 
Yeah, you already prepped it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, yeah. Exactly. Sure. So it's like it's already. I already did all this. So now here's the refined version. <laughs> like, yeah. But I like how you said you're less filtered too, because that's that's interesting as well. Yeah, that's cool. I love that we both share that because I would say that was one of mine for 2022 is the yeah. journaling because this is the first year I've journaled consistently. Yeah, for sure, because I just started it at the end of last year. We haven't talked about it much much on the podcast, so I'm glad we're talking about it now. How <laughs> I know, I'm like, <laughs> sure we mentioned it at least. Journaling and Oprah, they're right. they're frequent visitors. Right. Right. Seriously. I mean, and yeah, and seeing the artist's way as too. We just, we swear by it. Yeah. If it works, it works. Yeah. All right. What what do we got for, uh, what are we, 18? Yes. Yes. Um, So 18, be still so the answers can come to you. In regards to meditating, yoga, and, or just literally sitting there, whatever. I mean, meditation represents so many different things. So but just allowing the answers to come to you, allowing things to fall into place instead of, again, Capricorn, instead of trying to like make it all happen. Like for me, it's like I wake up and I'm like, okay, I control my day. I control this. And that's still true, but it's okay to just sit with things or, to, or just be still like, and, or do something else. And like, boom, the idea will come to you or the epiphany will come to you. And so I'm trying to, maybe a couple of days or a couple of weeks ago, I was just like talking to my mom, how do I make this happen? How do I do this? How am I going to get out of this? How am I going to, you know, all of this stuff. And then before I know it, everything's happening at the same time. And I'm like, holy crap. Also be careful what you wish for, wish for that. I don't think that was on. Oh, it actually is kind of on there. But <laughs> so, so just, you know, being ready, like oh, being ready for it, but be still and just knowing that things will, things will fall into place. And if you're like really indecisive about something or you don't know the next step to take, be still enough and or journal, you know, be still enough to journal and the solution will be revealed. I swear. Yeah. What I wanted to ask was like, what is that? I mean, obviously you said journaling. Is there other practices that you experiment with to create stillness in your life? DJing? Just kidding. I don't know if that's a stillness practice. I know. Right. Specifically, I would say journaling. Um, another thing, which is interesting is in my bath, like when I was going to say, you know me yep the, the yeah. bath time is just so key for me and sometimes I am in there for an hour or more depending on how long the water will stay hot yeah things come to me that way another way that came to mind was walking so oh. even though you're not physically still in a way but just being in nature and like mm. the quiet and even riding my bike like I used to ride down the levee um and like walk um along the river things definitely came to me that way so need to get back to doing that but just that quietness that stillness with nature is definitely another great way i would say i used to walk around a park nearby my house when i lived uh, somewhere else it was kind of on the way to work and i would do a lap and yes very true i would i would actually have my my phone i would i would write poems a lot when i walk they just come to me Yes. So yeah, just confirming what Cynthia is saying. Yes. So number 19, which I kind of touched on, be ready and open for your manifestations to come into fruition because Mm. 
I mentioned before, like I put things into the universe. I journal about them. I say them to my friends. I say them to God. And it's just so funny because you just never know. Like when you say it, it seems so far away, but then you never know when it's going to happen. And so like my mom. Yeah. Or how exactly. And my mom always tells me like, be ready. You know, you got (laughs) to show the universe that you're ready. Like if you're saying, you know, you want a car or something, you better have a parking or a garage or a parking spot ready for it. You know, if you're saying you want a dog, go ahead and buy a, a kennel or start buying some treats and buying things to show yourself and the world like you're ready, you're getting ready, you're preparing for this thing. So that's how I feel has ha- kind of happened to me. Things have happened faster than I expected or they have um just happened and I'm like oh my gosh like I'm looking at him like it's here the time has come and so it's it's equally exciting and scary so just be careful what you wish for and make sure that that's you know what you want when you're putting it out there into the universe and be ready be ready to make the jump make the leap once the time does come yeah I mean it makes me think and I'm wondering your thoughts about it and you don't have to answer you don't Mm -hmm. want because it's just like I have thought about my foot and how I was like fantasizing about taking off some time. I kept, I even probably told you, I was like, yeah, I just need to take some time off and sublease my route before my contract comes up in March where they're going to call me back about it. I did tell you that, right? Mm -hmm. This was not how I pictured it. And part of me struggles with like, did I manifest it? Because whenever you're saying like, be careful what you wish for, I've really tried not to let myself slip into that mode, but still like, I, I guess my more positive aspect in the case that maybe I did would be that I just keep telling myself it showed up in a way that I didn't expect because to be honest, I was probably never going to take the time off. I wasn't going to do it. I wasn't going to make, it makes me kind of sad because I was never going to make those decisions for myself on my own free will. I just wasn't. I don't know if this was like the universe's way of like giving me a break because I really needed one. I wish it wouldn't have hit me. Wouldn't have to pay so much money. But really, if I had take the time off that I was thinking, it would have paid. I would have paid similar. Yeah, I think about that sometimes. It's yeah. like I knew I needed to make this decision, and it's like it forced me to because I just wouldn't. Oh, girl, I, I feel you so much. I really do. I really do. You're going to make me emotional. (laughs) Mm. I don't know why I'm crying as I'm just like, because I just know that about myself. I know how hard I work and I just know I would never do these things if I'm not, if I wasn't forced to. Mm -hmm. I even have problems accepting the help that I'm getting, the things like that. Like, like still when I'm not as like abled body to do what I was doing. I'm still struggling. So it just goes to show that like, maybe this was my realization, just us talking about it. Cause I haven't thought about it much. I really haven't. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, I won't let myself go there, but this was something I've been saying I wanted to do, take off some time, see if I would survive it and not have that job. Yeah. I mm. feel that completely. I really do. And I mean, same thing for me. Like I think both for both of us, like on the topic of manifesting, I put off a lot of my health issues. The things that I'm experiencing now, I was aware of before. Not that I manifested this per se, but like you said, you weren't going to do it. It wasn't going to happen. I wasn't going to put myself first. I wasn't going to focus on my health. If, if none of this happened, 
I would have still been pouring from an empty cup. Like, of course, like Mm -hmm. I'm going to keep doing me. Like it wasn't until these things have happened that I was forced to really look at myself and really assess like how, how bad my anxiety, like to really realize how bad my anxiety has gotten and become and Mm -hmm. just completely affected my body and my health. If it wasn't for all this, I wouldn't have realized that. And Mm -hmm. same for you, you know, you did want the time and maybe not to, you know, make, belittle any of your pain or anything like that. But like you said, maybe it was like, you weren't going to stop working. That's just the fact. Like you weren't going to take off on some long trip or whatever. It just wasn't going to happen. Maybe this was a blessing in disguise. Like you said, thank God you don't have to go through surgery. So you just had a, you know, a little, a little break. God has to break you a little bit, (laughs) but, but you know, now you do, you get to focus. Like you are, you know, you're working on your book, you're working on a podcast, you're working on these different creative ventures and you're getting the freedom to do that now. I'm also resting. Right. Resting. Exactly. When's the last time you did that? I was actually looking at my clock today and I've been sleeping in until 6.30. I know that'll sound late, guys. <laughs> right. <but> Yuck, 6.30. <laughs> I know. For me, it was. Like, my alarm is set for 4.30 every morning because I am, like, a workhorse trying to do things before my job to make sure I'm getting in me time before mm. the job. And then I, sometimes I work extra hours. It's just all of these things. And to see that I'm like consistently waking up at 6.30 now, like I'll wake up in the middle of the night, go back to bed. And I'm like, I don't have to wake up at that time. Actually, they say sleeping is what's best for my foot. Yes. Resting is what's best for my foot. Even though I'm working on a lot of my passion projects, I'm finally like, I just haven't taken a vacation in the longest time. Not that this feels like a vacation, but honestly, this is not the worst time off I've ever had. I actually wanted to be at home when I took my time off, which was interesting too that that's exactly what's happening I didn't need to leave I wanted to work from home to see if I could work from home and make money which that hasn't manifested just yet but I don't have pressure around it I'm just like dabbling I got a little time so anyway yes anyways be ready guys exactly be ready ready, girl because yeah we both were hit by a truck in a way um that was unexpected and you know things that we have said have pretty much led to this moment. So. And, I'm di- and I've been really digging into people's stories. I, it, it gives me comfort not knowing that like people have gone through pain, but people have like gone through things and how much they've grown on the other side of them. So mm-hmm. I really have been paying attention a lot to the people that I admire and their stories and like, oh, you went through some hard shit too. Like mm-hmm. life knocked you sideways in a way you didn't expect and look at who you are now. Like, I think I'm capable of those things. I was actually telling my roommate today, I I think hard things happen to all of us. We decide the story after. Mm -hmm. You know, you hear all these fancy stories about how I think JK Rowling, she was a single mom on, on, on assistance with her baby. And then she submitted Harry Potter to like 30 publishers and one finally took it and look at her. She's like a billionaire. Mm -hmm. She was going through a rough time. That was her rock bottom. But a lot of people have experienced that with their children being on assistance and stuff. And have they decided their story was not that they needed to be a JK Rowling, but did that dark place propel them into their highest self? Mm -hmm. Or did it just beat them down? They allow it to, because you get to choose. Yeah. I think. And I think, I think we're choosers. (laughs) I think, I think we're writers Mm -hmm. and we're, 
we, I think that's our advantage. Like, I don't know if that's just the storyteller in us is like, this ain't going to be my last chapter. Let me show you. <laughs> Basically. Yeah. I'm going to write a better chapter than this. You watch. Exactly. <laughs> that's how I feel. That's yeah. That's exactly how I feel as well. I'm like never expected any of the things that are going on health wise to happen this year, but yeah, I'm like, this isn't it. Yeah. I'm such a like optimist and a hope person. I'm like, if it wasn't for, if I wasn't feeling that way, then I would just feel downtrodden and like in the dumps and who wants to live that way? So I'm like, there's no other way to go up, but up from here. So yeah, I <laughs> love it. That our, our brains really function. That's probably why we're friends because yeah. <laughs> our brains function on that like circuit mm-hmm. and not everybody's brains do. And if, if you're listening and yours doesn't, that's okay. Like mine, mine didn't always, my, I was not always on the brighter side of things, or I would say more on the balanced side of things. I look at my story. I look at the shit and I look at the sunshine. I see unbalanced. I see it for what it is. If I couldn't see the facts just as they were, I wouldn't be able to see the hope and what's next. I really think so because the facts aren't all bad, but yet sometimes we only focus on the facts that are, but like, there's so many interesting things that are coming through for you that I'm just like, yes, this isn't great, but oh my gosh, what the what is about to happen? Yeah. You know, and I feel so much excitement for you uh, as well as just like also being empathetic about where you're at and how scary it also is. It can be both, mm-hmm. you know, it can be scary and exciting. Definitely. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, totally. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. <laughs> yeah. Just yesterday I cried maybe five times, six times. I don't know. Like, it was just like ridiculous. It was not. And my mom just had to keep saying like, like, you know, I called her crying and she's just like, it's okay to cry. Like, I'm just, I'm not a sad, I'm not a person who stays in my sadness. And so for it to hit me this often and like in so many ways, like it is just, it's hard. It's hard to feel it. Cause I just want to, I want to push it down. Like I want to, I want to mask it with something else. Allowing myself to feel those those ways, I'm sure is beneficial. I'm sure it's good for me. And today, now, you know, I get to have a good day and genuinely be happy. Yeah. And no tears today, let's hope, knock on wood. But and even if I did, it's okay. But just knowing like things are going to be hard, but you just got to, you got to go through the motions. You got to feel those feelings, not keep putting, pushing them down and, and the sun will come out tomorrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> like we mentioned the sun, but See it you, girl. <laughs> it'll come yeah. out. So. I'm glad to hear that you said that because I, I, I genuinely feel the same way too. I used to extend that bad day for weeks. So I'm just so grateful to know that that's where I'm at today. I'm grateful to know that's how your experiences are navigating. I think it just shows that we're recognizing ourselves and our experience and we love ourselves enough to allow ourselves to feel pain, to feel Mm -hmm. scared, to feel guilt, to feel whatever. We let our, we give ourselves that space. And I think that's what matters. So. Totally. And happiness. Yeah. Figure out that one. How, how, yeah, I think (laughs) I've been trying to feel like full, feel that too, without feeling like it's going to get ripped away. That one's a hard one sometimes for me. Oh yeah. Happiness and support to its fullest extent without wondering what I owe or when it's going to come back to bite me or something like for the other shoe to drop. Yeah. Yep. Totally. I, 
I definitely find myself doing that. God, life is too good right now. Like there's too many blessings. Like I've definitely felt that way mm. before. Now look at me. I'm just kidding. But no, it's yeah. just like, don't, don't question yeah. it. Don't question your happiness. Just because embrace. bad times are going to come. Yeah. So this is, this is going to be a constant thing. We need to appreciate the good moments because good times are temporary. Bad times are temporary. Yeah. So that's, that's comforting. And yeah. also allows us to have just so much grace and gratitude for ourselves in, the, in both of those spaces. Yeah. Are we recording this? I feel like this is some good stuff. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, girl. We are on. <laughs> no, totally. I know. I honestly, I'm like, wait, are we doing a podcast or we're just talking? Cause I forgot, but no, I this know is, this is, this is great. <laughs> I know. I felt that a couple of times too. I do yes. really feel like that. I don't, I can't remember. No, I don't, I don't usually feel like that. I know. <laughs> but on that subject it just reminded me just real quick my mom has a post-it note on her her mirror or something because she was going through some tough times uh with med school you know it ain't easy but she had a post-it note uh and it says misery is a choice and so Mm. I just that's what that makes me think of as well like we you choose you choose to stay in it or you know and it's like you look just like we've talked about um with living an intentional lifestyle before we've we've talked about how you find those things that raise your frequency. And so that's what I've had to do. Like yesterday I was listening to some gospel music and forgive me, Lord, but it was bringing me down in the dumps. Like I was feeling so, well, there were moments where, you know, I was crying happy tears, grateful for God, but there were moments where I felt just really beaten. I felt really down. And so what did I do? I switched on over to Kodak Black and listened to some real ratchet stuff. Yes. And I was like, okay, it's time to dance. Like, I'm like, what makes me feel good? Like, how can I get out of this? And like, I like dancing. Okay, let's do that. Like, cause I'm, it's whatever I'm doing, it's not working. So the dancing, it, it lifted my spirits and it made me feel good. So I it, see you in your mama's kitchen soon mm-hmm. making super healing foods and listening mm. to some ratchet shit yes yeah. yes i can see it girl <laughs> i love that and you actually told me that i need to start a, a youtube channel cooking and dancing or something or like something like that you said a tiktok a tiktok okay yeah. happening need to yes. work on that because i i love i love that combination because that's what feeds me like i love that yeah so, that's, that's all folks yeah <laughs> we're done we'll see you next time right (laughs) exactly exactly so we got for 20 yes enough on that love it though good combo (laughs) number 20 is you can start over at any moment Mm. and yes I know I think that is a good message for the both of us the way, like we said, the societal norms, like you're supposed to go to college, you know, you get your job and you work your way up the ladder and then you retire. And then that's the end of your life. Like, and then you go to maybe one vacation a year. I don't want to live that way. And so just the freedom, like knowing, even for me, like as a journalist, even like the whole getting a degree and working in your degree thing, like I felt like, oh, well, I got my degree in journalism, so I have to, like, of course I have to work in journalism. Like, there's no other option. And now I realize my skills, my values, and everything are constantly evolving. And 
I, at the time, I, ain't nobody giving a degree in wellness, you know? So it's like, I wasn't really able to get a bachelor's in, in wellness per se. I'd have to pick something different. So my point is, I'm glad that I get to make the decision. I get to, Brunch for the Soul wasn't, you know, when I, when I was forming the idea, it was kind of hard because like when I was registering for a business, it was the hardest thing because trying to box in what or try to categorize what brunch for the soul is in the terms that they have either a social or an event or a mixer or a, a club like i it was the closest thing to what how i could describe and give them what they wanted for me to describe this business and it's so much more than that obviously it's like it's a movement it's a collective it's a community like all these words i want to use but that's not the words they give you to pick in the llc you know application so anyway, I'm constantly evolving. And so it's really freeing to know that any moment, and you know, I don't have to do this for 10 years and then do it. You know, I can pick up any moment, pick up my bags and go. You know, we've, we've talked to so many people, Sarah uh, with the organizers, so many different people in life who have assessed that they don't currently like what they're experiencing or they don't currently like their life that they see before them. And they just, they just drop it and they pick up something new. They didn't have to have a degree in it. They didn't have to have a certification in it. They didn't have to have anything. They just did it. And so that's where I'm at. I'm like, wow. I feel like next year is no matter what, even if this pandemic continues, I don't care. You know, I feel like we all made big visions for 2020 and then it, we just kind of like let it flop because of the pandemic. I don't care what happens next year. I don't, you know, I'm still going to pursue those changes and really create the life that I know I want to live. I want to be more creative. I want to try new, more new things and I want to get paid more and I want to get paid more for things that I love doing. So just yeah. the freedom that we are all granted, like this isn't just me. We all have the freedom to stop what we're doing and do something new, whether it's in a relationship, uh, your job, anything. And that's really exciting. So I am definitely, I'm applying that not even just next year. I don't want to keep saying next year, next year, next year. I'm applying it now. I'm making the choice to start over. So I'm excited. <laughs> oh, you just out here preaching. I'm, I'm just listening. I'm, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Yes. Yes. 2020 has just, I will, I will look back at this year and laugh and cry maybe, and just know that it has been one of the biggest lessons or I, it has been filled with so many big lessons for me that mm -hmm. I hope I'll keep with me for the rest of my life and, and keep growing through. Right. So Raylan, what about you? I'm like, I took up so much time. Um, didn't know that was going to progress as much as it did, but I'm glad that it encouraged the conversations that we had. Mm -hmm. But what did I learn in 2020? Yes. I learned I have shit taste in men. Oh, wait, hold on. I've been knowing that. Um, <laughs> Don't say that. That's not true. We, we are not. We recant that statement universe. She has great taste in men. <laughs> I have such great taste that I've stopped dating them altogether. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're not even in my flavor of things I like to taste anymore. Well, right. I was making a joke to my sister the other day. I was like, I'm scared that I'm not like attracted to men anymore. And I was like, and it sucks because I'm not attracted to women either. And oh, I was going to say, well, then what you attracted to? <laughs> right. And she's, and she's not really into that, but whenever she was surprised and I was like, and it sucks because I'm not attracted to women. She's like, that sucks. I was like, 
it'd be great to have some variety right now if since I'm not testing out the guys. Right. You know? So yes, it sucks that I'm like I'm not a switch hitter, but whatever. Some people don't, some people don't get that. It doesn't resonate with people. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, I've actually taken a lot of time this year to reflect because dating's been a little harder uh, because a lot of stuff that I was trying out was online. Not really. Well, not all of them. Actually, a couple guys I dated met face to face. One guy I dated was on a dating app. But I'm not as with the pandemic and everything. I don't know how that's checking out at the moment. And now I was like, oh, I could totally get back on a dating app now that my foot's broken. But now my foot's broken. I can't drive anywhere. Ain't nobody about to pick me up for a first date. (laughs) Um, And I don't trust myself to go meet someone with a broken foot. Mm. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not at my best jujitsu self. Right. Broken legs or broken foot. All that to say that I've become more. I think this year I've really learned how to love myself. There was just a standard. I noticed myself slowly start to adopt and I was okay with letting people go. I wasn't constant. Like sometimes I'll let people go and I'll hit them back up. And then I I said, I would do that a couple of times, but it definitely wasn't the degree or the intensity that I would regret the decisions before. So, and I think that came from like me just knowing who I am better. Mm Mm-hmm. That's just not knowing my strengths, knowing my weaknesses also. Mm-hmm. So recognizing I tend to regret breaking up with people or doing that. I started really looking that in the face. I'm like, oh, you do this. And if you're going to make this decision, you need to let it, you need to let it go mm-hmm. because I wouldn't do that before. So really knowing my strengths and weaknesses in relationships and being more honest about that. I'm not a badass in relationships like that. I'm just, I'm, that's not my forte of, commitment and communication. It's definitely something I can work on, but that has been my learning from this year is probably a really good reason why I'm single. And I know people kind of push back, oh, you're a great girl. I am. But there are certain things about relationships I just have to learn how to do better in order for someone to trust me and for me to cultivate that trust with them. Mm-hmm. I think that I'm in it, but I'm really not because I don't trust people. I I do these things where sometimes I'll overshare to try to get that bond, but that's not a way to, it's not a quick train to that. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so I learned that a little bit that I can withhold some important things about myself because that person may not be there. And I, it's okay if I want to test that out and see how that goes. So mm-hmm. learned a lot with relationships. I also learned my to-do list doesn't define me. Mm-hmm. So I was really good at some to-do lists during quarantine. Let me tell you, my abs were fire, <laughs> fire. I was doing like two workouts a day because I could, and I just had more time to be at home, and I didn't have to worry about going anywhere, or doing anything. I was doing my grocery shopping like once a week, so I didn't have to worry about running out of the store because I wasn't about to do all that. Yeah. But I noticed that because I got so good at my to-do list on the days when I didn't or I wasn't feeling it, and if that day turned to two days, turned to, you know, three, I started feeling worthless. That's not healthy to me, personally. I can have a standard and, like, a, a way of doing things that doesn't define my personality. I shouldn't feel bad. If I want to take a week off of working out, I shouldn't feel like I'm not worthy or I'm not progressing. It's always like how I feel with a scale. 
if I let the scale and the number on the scale define my worth on the inside, I think the same about to-do list. That's where I was like, oh, this is, this to me starts, is starting to feel toxic. And I can trust myself to do these things without needing to check off everything. And like, yeah, it feels good to check off a list. I like that sometimes, but when it starts to make me feel bad about myself, got to step back, re-examine. For sure, because I feel the same way. It can, it, sometimes it feels like it can make or break you, especially when you don't see everything checked off. It's like, oh my gosh, mm. I'm such a failure. Yeah, yeah, I'm a lazy piece of shit. Um, yeah. I'm, always, I'm the cursor, guys. I'm lazy. I'm worthless. I don't care about mm-hmm. my dreams, goals, my job. It was just, yeah, I cried. I remember crying one day and being like, when did this happen? Like, this defined me as a person. Yeah. Yeah, but that also, I think, was in my self-love journey. So that's a toxic trait I have from being pretty much fatherless growing up. It's something that I grew into because I think deep down I internalized the reason my dad wasn't there. So I've always been an overachiever because of it. I always thought, like, if I became famous or if I did something that would impress him, he would come back. Mm -hmm. And so it's translated not just even with him, but with other men in my life, in my relationships. So sometimes if a guy was impressed by how much I did, I would feel the need to amp it up so that they knew I was worth it. Like they knew they had a quality woman in their life, all this stuff. And like, I had to have a real sit down myself and be like, you quality, whether you get this list done or not, you are a quality human. You're a good person you have dreams and goals. Like I just really had to pep talk myself and yeah, I had to cry it out because I was like, where is this coming from? Mm -hmm. So I definitely respect my dreams and goals and the actions I need to take towards it. But I also am okay on the days where not all of it gets done or if Mm -hmm. any of it gets done. I really hope for both of us, maybe for next year, these lessons drive in more where we do just start to settle into a, if we're just doing a job, towards our dreams we doing a job if we doing like a steady run that's what we're doing but I don't know if sprinting is our mode right now yeah I agree because we're gonna get there exactly you know our stuff our stuff like and I think we'll get there it'll be more enjoyable if it's more of like a stroll or a jog we grow into these positions that we want these dreams that we want we can grow into them it's there and just hope that we shoot up and fill the space that we may not even be able to sus- I've been focusing on that a lot too. Can I sustain it? Mm. If I really did, and can I sustain it and how hard I'm working? What if I don't even like it once I get there? So enjoying the journey, however long it takes, if you love it, you're going to keep returning to it. You're, it's going to always matter to us and we'll just keep moving. Exactly. You know, mm. have you noticed there's some things in your heart that just haven't left? Oh, yeah. 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 So I trust that. It's like a compass. Yeah. And I like how you said like a stroll and not a sprint because when I think of somebody strolling, I think of them looking around and like appreciating their surroundings and like being present in the moment. Whereas when you sprint, you look at the finish line and you go straight there. You're looking at your blood pressure. You're looking at the time. You're looking at your, yeah, it's like, I know people who run that the, the clock tells them their time yeah exactly you don't look at nothing I don't even think I remember I used to black out like I would literally black out when I was um, doing track because I was a sprinter and it was like I don't know what I was thinking I just I just went you know I just took off I thought 
you better beat every single girl on this line. Mm -hmm. And I just went. Whereas, yeah, strolling, it, you really are more present and like in the moment. So I appreciate that. Like you really are enjoying the journey instead of just rushing. Because I feel like ever since college, it's been a sprint. Like I've been trying to get to, you know, what I wanted, the dream job, the magazine job. So then when I got it, I was like, okay, see, I did it. You know, I was trying to hurry up and get here as fast as I possibly could. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. All right. So this was really good. I feel, I feel good. I just feel like, yeah, it's just like looking at your, your year in a review almost. And yeah, it just makes me feel really full. And I'm, I feel like, okay, this year wasn't all bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Took some lessons out of it. Yeah. The hard parts definitely have stuff to teach us if we're open. Cause I think there's a difference, you know, you can recognize you're having a hard time without feeling like a victim of your life. Yeah. And I think that comes from sometimes thinking like, Oh, why me? But it's like, I think I've told you this before. Why not? Mm -hmm. Why not me? Yeah. Who else was it going to happen to? Exactly. You know, it's just like, we have this idea that's never going to happen to us, but we see it happen to other people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I think that comforts me because it's like, I don't think that the universe is out here picking on us. I think this is how life goes, mm -hmm. you know, and it's what we make of it. And we have the capabilities and the compassion and the grace for ourselves and others. Well, that's what's something I love. Like over this past year, I've also learned a lot more compassion and grace for myself. And I transfer that to others more. Like that's why people don't need to explain themselves to me because I don't need to explain myself to anybody. Exactly. It's like the more we cultivate those things within ourselves, we can extend that to everyone else. Exactly. So I think it's important. So, all right. Okay. So what's feeding your soul, Cynthia? I, I feel like I say this so much, but. Hold on, let me guess. What? Your support system, your people. Basically, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, like specifically today. I'll speak for today. Well, today and last night alone. Like, like I said, yesterday was having a really rough day. I was feeling pretty lonely. And yeah, it was just really emotional. I was just going through so many waves of emotion. And I FaceTime with my friend Thais in Maryland, and we both have been going through our own stuff. And so just to catch up with her and to hear how she's been doing, some battles that she's been going through, it was just really relieving. It was a breath of fresh air. Like, and I just, I was able to forget about it all. Like, not in a numbing sense, right? but just to be present. I was so present in that moment. It just was like all the worries kind of just melted off of me. That felt really good. And today, you know, having coffee with Shannon. Hey, Shannon, if she's listening, a brunch of the soul friend who was coming and visiting in town for Thanksgiving. It was great seeing her. And then this too, you know, just like talking, having these conversations. It's just, mm -hmm. it is feeding my soul because I'm present. I'm a hundred percent present in these moments. And I'm not thinking about, you know, tomorrow. And that's what it was. That's why I was getting so bogged down. I was thinking so ahead. I kept thinking about tomorrow, 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 you know, the next day. And it was just, it was really making me feel like I couldn't breathe. Whereas now I'm just so immersed in these conversations that I'm having with people. It's like, who cares? You know, I'll worry about tomorrow, tomorrow. Like, and it feels good. And that's really feeding me right now. Like I, I needed the reminder to be present. I just couldn't figure out how, like I really was just like spinning out. And so right. now I feel like this is how you just 
immerse yourself tunnel vision and that's it i'm enjoying the conversation but i yeah that's it's, i gotta be honest <laughs> well i think you like picked your community your friends all those people really well too yeah. so it's like you get to benefit from those relationships and what they bring to you i think that's i think that's such a great indicator that you have chosen people that just get you or people that you just connect so well with oh yeah you've done a good job definitely thank you yeah Yeah. I'm grateful (laughs) it wasn't wasn't always this way I just gotta say that like don't hope nobody hears this and just like she's so lucky or whatever like it's not the case I've had to do some weeding out of people and I've had to step out of certain relationships so this is definitely the result of that yeah what about you happy for you Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. What's feeding my soul? It'll probably be similar to our check-in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Walking is feeding yeah. my soul, even though it's hard. Yeah, that just was like a highlight to my day. It's crazy how much I feel like my foot is progressing. I'm super blessed. Part of me, it's weird. I'm about, I feel like I'm about to get emotional again. It's how did it happen so fast mm-hmm. whenever on day one, I could barely walk when he told me to. And it was... Like, I thought the road was going to be super hard. And now, even though it's painful, yeah, there's, like, a part of me that I have to work on. It's like, I don't feel like I deserve, but I'm not even going to finish that sentence Mm. because it's not true. It's just sometimes how I feel. It's like, wow, this is, I'm progressing faster than I imagined that I would. And I'm so grateful for that because, yeah, that was looking, that was looking rough. And it's only been a couple days. So Yeah. I just feel really blessed. And then, obviously, this. This is always so beautiful. And I think we, for us, things that we share with each other and the conversations we have, they bring out some, some things that I don't know if we would express with other people under different circumstances. Probably because we have the intention of, of having these conversations with each other in this way, it brings out just a lot of stuff that I think I ruminate on without knowing it. Mm-hmm. And us discuss, just discussing them really brings out things in me that I think about all the time that I don't, I couldn't, I don't really share with other people, mm-hmm. you know, and the, and this platform also encourages me to be more honest and be more open and share this, not filter it because it could be helping someone else too, because we do have people listed. There are people here, whether we realize it or not. Yeah. So yeah, I, this is always always a good time so true so yeah. true couldn't agree more I'm great you're like my verbal journal <laughs> I know right verbal <laughs> journal <laughs> oh, so true so yeah. true I, I agree and I, I hope that we get to lo- listen back at these like later on and hopefully we'll still like it <laughs> you know I've been thinking about that, you know, with my new podcast, I think about that a lot. I think about how some of it is for me to look at back at my journey of Mm -hmm. like my foot and just like starting something new and what that sounded like and what that looked like. I'm excited for that. Like, and and I'm just saying that because I'm saying for this, as we progress and as we do revisit, like, I hope we do re-listen to it to see where we started. Yeah. You know, it's valuable. Because a lot of people don't get to see those first steps. They don't pay attention to the first steps and what those look like. They only see Jennifer Aniston on the cover of whatever with Mm -hmm. her whole, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. they don't, they think that's where you're supposed to be when it takes small moments. Right. Exactly. 
and commitment and consistency. Totally. I'm All right. <laughs> Blanche is looking at me. I think she wants to come up here. <laughs> We're about to log out. Blanche, if you want to make an appearance. <laughs> Aw, here she goes. Oh, she talked. She did. Hey, hey girl. Hey. hey. <laughs> I hope we got that on the podcast. I'm so too. She talks back. That's so cute. All right. All right, girl. Well, thank you so much. And thank you everyone for listening. We are so pumped for 2021. You know, yes. this is, this represents the end of a chapter, the end of a season. And we are just so grateful for your listens, your interactions, your feedback, your reviews, everything. We're grateful for these conversations and it's just been such a blessing this experience. So we hope you have had a great year thus far, even if it's been a struggle, we hope that you can sit down with yourself maybe for a moment or a few and really think about the lessons that you've taken from this year. Because I guarantee, even if it's been nothing but struggles and closed businesses, I'm sure you took out at least one lesson. So um, hopefully you can find the silver lining uh, throughout all of this. And yeah, I'm looking forward to next year. Same. Yeah. Same. That was great. Yes. We'll see you next year. See you next year. Oh, is, that what he, is that what the snowman says? On oh, the... oh, 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 you're doing a snowman. Never mind. <laughs> oh, happy birthday. Not oh, see yeah. you next year. It's happy birthday. All right. On that note, we're going to log out. Right, right. Sign out. Stop talking. Yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> All right. Peace out. Bye, guys. Bye. Did you enjoy this podcast? Make sure to hit the subscribe button and follow us on Instagram at Brunch for the Soul. We can't wait to connect with you. Till next time.